Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guess we're going, aren't we? Well, the red button's on. <laughs> my gosh, I was <laughs> I was fiddling with my phone, and I didn't wasn't in position to say <laughs> we are two RV industry veterans who travel part time in a small trailer, looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks. Oh, man. Oh, we're a little punchy today. Absolutely. Punch. (laughs) (laughs) So, this is the episode. The giggle episode. Right. This is the laugh episode, but we're talking boondocking again. And we have a very popular episode that we did last year, right before Halloween, that was. Don't be spooked, spooked by, by boondocking. boondocking. And it's just kind of a primer as to how to make the boondocking experience easier and better for you. This week, we are talking about how to find great boondocking sites. But first, in reference to tips for boondocking, we've got one for you. We have been using this little tip to extend our gray water a little bit. And the way that we do that is to use a small tub in the sink in the kitchen when we do our dishes and all the water that would normally just dump into the gray tank. We then use that in the toilet for flushing. It makes the water do double duty when it gets rid of the duty. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow, I don't know what the heck was in my oatmeal this morning, but... <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't eat oatmeal. That's it. Folks, Tony's been drinking a lot of water. Yeah, it's I didn't crazy. think it would affect him like this. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, maybe all these years of hounding him to drink water were a bad idea. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I've been just on a personal note, which nobody cares about. I have been drinking a lot of water, and I cut way back on beer... Which is going to really hurt the beer industry. And <laughs> He didn't completely quit. Nobody no. panic. Yeah, nobody go into shock over Don't that. Don't call 911. A friend of mine basically quit drinking beer completely and lost a ton of weight. So then I stopped drinking as much. And he's losing a little weight. Yeah. Which is a good way to lose it. A yeah, little bit at a time. We'll take beer when we boondock. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> or camp in general. But today we wanted to talk about how to find boondocking sites and the different methods that you can use to find places to boondock. I think we should start for, we have a lot of new friends on the podcast. We do. By the way, welcome. Welcome and thank you for being here. Absolutely. What is boondocking? The most simple definition is that you are camping with no hookups. That's like the least words we can use. Camping with no hookups is boondocking. Typically, that means you're not paying a fee. You're not in a campground. And you have no services, so no hookups, no services, and one, and those are kind of two different things. No hookups is the obvious one. You don't have the power pole and all that, but no services also might mean you're in a place where there's no cell. There's difficulty getting help, so it takes some planning to do this kind of deep woods boondocking or yeah. way out of the way boondocking. It's extremely gratifying and lovely, 
but it takes some planning. Yeah, and so you might say, okay, where? Anywhere from parking lots that let you spend the night, because that's technically boondocking, to you're out you know, deep in the woods or whatever where there isn't another soul for a mile around. There's no one way to boondock. Essentially, the bottom line is you don't have hookups for your RV right. or your tent, you know, <laughs> you know whatever, for your whatever tent. style is yours or your van or pickup camper. Heck, I've, I've boondocked in the back of my pickup truck right, before. Right, exactly. Concerts. So for those of you who want to boondock kind of out in the middle of nowhere, we've talked about these things before, but I just want to remind you to leave no trace. Yeah. And I want to remind you that if you go kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but there's still other people who are enjoying that middle of nowhere, be respectful of those other people. Yeah, there's space and the quiet. I mean, if you are going somewhere out in the middle of nowhere to be among the you know coyotes and snakes and whatever, <laughs> where it's quiet, basically, yeah, don't run your generator all night. If there are people close enough to hear it. there are people that can hear it. And from a safety standpoint, make sure that someone knows where you are. If you're going to a place with no cell signal, before you go to that place, call your whatever, your buddy, your friend, your family. Let them know where you're going. Let them know how long you plan to be and call them again when you get back out so that people aren't constantly worried about you. Yeah, we do have an article on safely camping and being away from the world as it were. Right. So we'll put a link to that in our, our show notes. So all that stuff we've said so far has been review of things that we have said before. Now what we want to go a little bit deeper into is where it is that you can boondock and where you can find those places to boondock. So the obvious thing is parking lots and driveways. It may not be private, it may not be nature, but it's probably free. You know, there are a lot of restaurants. We all know the Walmart and Cabela and Cracker Barrel and truck stops. And Well, not everybody knows. Well, I guess not everybody There's, knows. Yeah. So for our, our newer friends, it used to be very common that people would, on their way to wherever their destination was, camp overnight at places like Walmart or Cabela's or Cracker Barrel, things like that. Unfortunately, people started to, we have an article about this too, but people started to abuse it and stay multiple nights and put their jacks down, damaging the asphalt. It has always been best practice to ask somebody in charge at the place you're staying to make sure it's cool with them that you stay. Now even more so because you could find that the police are at your door in the middle of the night saying, all right, out you go. And then not only do you have to move, but you got no sleep and it's just not a fun thing. Rest areas, some rest areas you can camp in or, you know, sleep overnight in, but not all. And it's really good idea for all these things that we're going to talk about to make sure that the specific place that you're planning to boondock is actually going to allow that so that you're not, again, getting interrupted in the middle of the night and told to move on. Sometimes big grocery stores or grocery stores with big parking lots, some hotels, I guess, actually allow overnight parking in their hotel parking lot. Yeah, sometimes they want to get some compensation, which is fair. I mean, they built the parking lot and all that. Other times it's like, nah, dude, just go camp out there, you know, park far away. Oh, and if you are boondocking at a Walmart or Cabela's or hotel or wherever the heck it is, park as far from the entrance as you possibly can and take as few parking spaces as possible. Right. Again, be a good neighbor. Be a good neighbor. And 
it's always a good idea to go shopping or eating or visiting or you know, whatever that parking lot belongs to, it's a good idea to use that business. Yeah, because definitely patronize the business that's sure. there that paid to build that parking lot and all that. And Tony said earlier, make sure you get permission from the store or whatever. <laughs> and I think I started with, you know, you can park in a parking lot or in your family's driveway. So make sure you ask your uncle before you just show yeah. up and <laughs> park in his driveway. Yeah, and don't go parking <laughs> just in a random person's driveway because they may come out and not be happy about it. Hey, right. who's this camper here? <laughs> <laughs> and the other parking lot that is quite popular is casinos. I think if my mom was a camper, she would only boondock in casino parking yeah, lots she and she would always go inside <laughs> and yeah. use that casino. But I found that there's actually a website called casinocamper.com and it has locations of casinos that allow camping in their parking lots. Yeah. So you don't have to gamble on finding a spot. Oh, ah. bum <laughs> <laughs> And again, as usual, you know, you would want to get permission from somebody in charge, not just, you know, the first person you see but again try to find somebody who has some decision making authority right, and right. check with that individual yeah and heck pull a lever on a slot machine or whatever floats your boat yeah, why not do that i don't think any of them have yeah i know anymore. right it's, it's been a while since yeah. he's been in a casino <laughs> yeah i'm not a big casinos person i used to like when the coins would drop out that right. that, that was part of the experience so Peggy made up this list, and it's pretty extensive. There is a lot of uh, websites, apps, just all kinds of great resources for finding boondocking. So right. stick with us because we're keeping on <laughs> going. We, we're keeping on keeping on. So I did spend some time on thedirt.com, and that's dirt with a Y. Yeah, D-Y-R-T. And they have a program, the Dirt Pro. They, I mean, they already have blog posts and things like that, but they actually have the Dirt Pro, which has services. And one of those services includes offline map layers of the National Park Service, the U.S. Forest Service, and the BLM public lands. And actually, camping is pretty much allowed on public land anywhere that it doesn't say not to. And what is BLM, Peggy? BLM is the Bureau of Land Management. <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> I said out the other ones and not that one? No, you didn't say the other one. You, you Well, you said, oh, now we're going to have to roll the tape back. I don't remember. <laughs> but I know there was a question the other day in a Facebook group that I belong to. And somebody's somebody was talking about BLM and people were like, well, what's that? Okay, let me try it again. NPS is National Park Service. USFS is U.S. Forest Service, and BLM is the Bureau of Land Management. Yeah, and those all are public lands. And if you look at any place that shows those map layers, almost the entire west of the Rockies is <laughs> public lands, and almost all of the public lands are west of the Rockies. West Coast, baby, yo! <laughs> so, <laughs> so the nice thing about that Dirt Pro is that you can still see those layers when you're offline. Some of the other apps that we'll talk about, obviously you need to be online, and they're interactive, but this is a nice offline layer so that you can find things even if you're out in the middle of nowhere already. Yep. Now we tested the smartphone apps with iPhones. That just happens to be what we have. And we tried to be inclusive, but hopefully they're on Android too. Right. Hopefully you don't go in and find the one that you think is the favorite out of what we say and find out that it's only an iPhone app. Yeah. I hope not. Speaking of apps. Technomadia 
has an app that actually is three apps in one. Three. Or a bundle of three apps. And it is the U.S. Public Lands app, which is available on its own for $2.99. And it shows all those three layers we talked about earlier, but interactively. Technomadia also bundles in with it a cell coverage app and a state lines app. And that app is $9 for those three. Yeah, it's three... Three, three apps in one. Well, actually, it's three apps in a bundle. And the cell phone coverage is great if you, you know, want to upload your podcast to the internet. Right. So some people boondock so that they're away from everything, including their phone. But some of us still have a job to do to get this information out to our friends. And we can't really always be away from coverage. Right. Exactly. There's always something going on. But those apps are really great. So they have different layers. So there's, you know, just the maps. There's where are public lands, where are campgrounds. And so you can toggle these layers on and off. It's pretty slick. There's an app called Free Roam, which is a free app. And it has a bunch of different services on it. There is a layer of campsites. There is a layer of those public lands. And there's a layer of coverage for different cell services. And there are layers that show locations of fresh potable water, dump stations, rest areas, gas stations, trash places, places you can shower and do laundry. It's pretty slick how well written this app is. So I'm looking at what's nearby. As Peggy said, there's dump stations and such. For example, nearby, I clicked on one of the local casinos to go back to what we said earlier. And not only does it say where the location is, what the weather is typically like, the elevation, the forecast, and the cell coverage for each carrier. So they have AT&T, LTE, Sprint, T-Mobile, and Verizon, all of which in this case happen to be three out of five bars. It's pretty comprehensive, especially for a free app. And then one of the layers is actually a hazards layer and they have low clearances. So you can actually put in the height of your rig and know which overpasses are not going to accommodate you. And they have a wildfires layer, which you know, to us right now is extremely important. Yeah, sadly. What I would love to see on one of these is where there's really tight turns or, you know, which roads are too tight for certain lengths of RV. But I guess that's that's not necessarily boondocking and we'll find that. Indeed. <laughs> we yeah, we, that. we actually have a interview with somebody for an RV specific GPS coming up. Not on this episode. In In the future episode. And then they also have a trip planner in this free roam app where you can say, I'm starting here, I'm going there, and it'll help you plan your trip. Yep. So that is a pretty good app. And that one, like I said, is free. Yeah, price is definitely right on that. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about public lands being available for you to camp unless they're marked. Now, I know in Joshua Tree, there's a lot of places, for example, that say don't camp here, don't camp here, don't camp here. Yeah. And part of that is it's a sensitive desert habitat that they're trying to either restore or maintain. And they just don't want people, you know, putting out their lawn chairs and rolling their RVs there. But in 
Oregon National Forest Service land and BLM land, Bureau of Land Management land. There's a lot of dispersed camping allowed and there are rules, of course. And so we will put links in the show notes to the rules and regulations for boondocking or dispersed camping in the Forest Service and BLM and National Park Service areas. And we have links also that we'll provide to the websites where you can browse those different services and their websites and such. So those things are all if you want to figure out on your own where you should go. There are also, of course, services that you can belong to that will help you find things and they kind of match campers with hosts. And one of those is Harvest Hosts. You've heard about Harvest Hosts a lot on our podcast. Yeah, we have talked about it, including talking with the owner, Joel, and such. And we have a discount to Harvest Hosts. And we really like Harvest Hosts. And you can camp at wineries and breweries and distilleries and also golf courses and museums and just all sorts of stuff. And typically there's not a specific fee, although they do encourage you to patronize the business. Right. So Harvest Hosts is basically businesses, open to the public businesses. At these places, you do have to have a self-contained rig. Yeah, it has to be an RV too. You can't tent camp or no like back of a pickup truck type of thing. None of that. And then there's Boondockers Welcome, which is similar in ways to Harvest Hosts in that you need to be self-contained. There is no fee that you pay to the host. You do pay an annual fee to Boondockers Welcome in order to have access to that search. And we have a discount for them too. And those tend to be sites that are on private properties. For example, we actually have a Boondockers Welcome site here on our property Yep, where we're welcoming you as a boondocker to come and hang out on our property for a day so that you have just a place to stop on your way from here to there. And if you have the time, we'll take you to the local brewery and tell you a break is no beer (laughs) rule. Well, it's not a no beer rule. It's a less beer rule. That's right. I have my COVID weight gain. That's right. (laughs) There's also a service called Hip Camp, H-I-P, C-A-M-P, Hip Camp, and that is free to belong, free to search, and when you find a host, which is a private property, you pay the host. So you're not paying an annual fee, but you're paying the host. So it just depends on which way you think is better you know, for you, or maybe you want to join them all because you want all the options possible, like we do. Yeah. <laughs> Hip camp tends to be a little bit more open. There's not necessarily a requirement to be fully contained. They, a lot of sites allow tents. There's actually places that have cabins and things like that. So hip camp is a little more, um, I guess, far reaching. Yeah. More inclusive of different styles. Yeah. And then there's Campendium.com. Campendium.com has a free camping page with an interactive map. When you open up one of those places, it has user reviews and things like that. So that's kind of a fun, just kind of way to (laughs) spend a lot of time just looking around. (laughs) I'd like to go here. (laughs) One of the things I think we've talked about this before is we have a number of Google Map-based trips and they've got stars or pins of where we want to stop on these trips. So it's like, if we need inspiration for a trip, then we just open good old Google Maps and it's like, oh yeah, we've got to take that one. And we have one of those coming up. I'm excited about that. And another interactive map site is freecampsites.net. It's an interactive map that has 
They actually have mostly free, but they also have a few paid spots. But I think their criteria is that it has to be less than a $12 a night payment. And that's like last week we talked about Standish Hickey, which was very inexpensive. And it was basically you get a patch of dirt and a bunch of trees overhead. And that was all we needed. That was a state campground. I forget exactly what the paid sites were. There weren't very many of them that showed on there. And then they also have a category of permit required sites. So I said earlier on some of those national parks, you need permits. It's a great guide. I think that I would not plan to go to any of the places on that guide unless I contacted the business first and make sure that, you know, these days, quote unquote, things are sometimes up in the air. And so even though somebody stayed there and pinned that location in 2017, maybe this year they're not allowing that kind of thing. So it's always a good idea to check out and make sure that these places are available. Be safe, not sorry. You don't want to have a long day, get somewhere and they're like, dude, what are you doing here? Right. That free campsites.net was kind of fun because there were photos and reviews by users. When you opened up a certain location, it showed like a five-day weather forecast and had these little cellular availability graphs and it had a route planner as well. That's pretty cool. That's a website. So similar to that free roam app that has a lot of that stuff as an app, so you're looking at it on the phone while you're driving. This is a no, good, no, your passenger I mean, is looking at it on their phone while <laughs> you're driving. Right. <laughs> we saw the worst solo car accident of somebody just fiddling with their phone and went right off the road and rolled over. Yeah. And I mean, literally right in front of us. So do not play with your phone while you're driving. That's not what I meant to say. But anyway, this is a website. So it's probably a little bit easier to see if you're actually on a computer and not using your phone app. Your big Tesla screen. Your big Tesla screen. Fine. Again, the passenger. Uh, last Wait, how does a driver not look at the Tesla screen? I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, it's like I, the you know, whole thing. Right. I, I don't <laughs> know. I, am I getting old? I prefer buttons instead of a screen. Wow. In a car because you can't feel the screen. Like you, It's all the same flat. Whereas buttons, you reach over, like I can... You can feel for the third button, but you can't feel for that button on a flat screen. That makes total sense. It's probably much less distracting. Yes. All right. Anyway, and now the distraction hour. So the other website that we looked at is ioverlander.com, and they have categories for informal and wild camping categories in addition to all the campgrounds and paid places and all that. Overlanding is sort of another word for boondocking, kind of. There's a lot of crossover between overlanders and boondockers because we're basically doing the same thing. It's just some overlanders, man, you are going in the woods (laughs) and that's cool. Yeah. So all these things will be in the show notes. So hopefully you're not overwhelmed because that was a long list. But if you prefer to watch YouTube and get information instead of listening to our voices or reading our notes, I mean, in addition to, (laughs) in addition to hearing us and reading our notes on YouTube, Bob Wells from Cheap RV Living is really entertaining. He's a great guy to watch his videos. I really like them. And he has a video actually says how to find campsites. He pretty much exclusively boondocks. So when he says how to find campsites, he's talking about how to find boondocking sites. And one of them I know even says, well, I want to boondock where I can get 
cell signal. So he specifically like explains how to find a site that you can boondock that you're still going to have the signal that you want. He's pretty cool. I mean, I, I like watching his videos anyway, because he sees some people who are like, hey, I'm living on a postage stamp and it's pretty cool. I mean, not, right. not quite, but <laughs> some of these people are living in pretty small RVs and, and that's cool. You know, they're right. very minimalist, but enjoying the beauty of nature, which for a lot of us, that's kind of what it's all about. Yeah. I didn't make the hokey pokey joke. <laughs> now you did. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there you go. Do you have some great resources for finding boondocking and hidden gems and that sort of stuff? We'd love to hear about those. We would love to hear about those. That's why we have our Facebook group, so we can all share right. this kind of stuff. So we'll be right back after this message. Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course. They charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries, and with their limited lifetime warranty, they're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our Discounts and Deals page. And you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. All right, we are back and we have the RV Gadget Report. How many of you have manual scissor jacks on your RVs, mostly travel trailers? And after a day or two camping, the jacks kind of start winding down and then they're not really stabilizing your trailer and it's just frustrating so i mean it's not that big you know it's first world problem for sure but you go back out and you crank <laughs> you them back down them up again of course it's always the middle of the night where you are like ah oh, man the jack is up and you walk to the bathroom and the whole trailer's shaking and it's like man this <laughs> bites anyway somebody else had that same problem and they came out with literally the simplest, cheapest way of fixing it. And that's these things called scissor jack locks. It's spelled S-I-Z-Z-E-R. Scissor jack locks. They're basically a piece of metal that's been folded into a right angle. They go over the nut on your jack driver. They go over the nut and they go into the jack and stop it from basically jacking itself down. So it can't turn. Right. And it's the simplest little one of those, why didn't I think of that type of <laughs> gadgets? 13 bucks on Amazon, and we tried them out. And by gosh, they just work. I yeah, mean, they did. It's such a simple thing. So on that whole trip, we just had to put the jacks in place once. Tony put the locks in, and we didn't have to mess with the jacks the whole rest of the trip, yeah. which was kind of nice. Trailer stayed stabilized and, and all and it was just great you know i love the fancy gadgets because i'm writing an article about one right now and i also love the really simple basic by gosh this is a, a great camping thing like the lantern stand it's just <laughs> a simple basic thing that just makes a huge difference right is that two rv gadget reports if i talked about the lantern stand do i get double credit Shh, don't talk about the lantern stand okay that's the first rule of lantern stands. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, the scissor jacks, again, spelled S-I-Z-Z-E-R, because you can't trademark a real word. Right. A great thing if you have manual stabilizer jacks. And remember that those jacks are stabilizer jacks. Those are not made to help you 
level your RV. Yeah. Those are just made so that your RV doesn't wiggle while you're leveled. Yeah. You don't want to wiggle. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> there you have it. Another stressless camping podcast. And we appreciate your being here on this journey with us. Hopefully uh, you'll be finding some great spots to go boondocking. And I hope that you take your friends and tell your friends. Absolutely. We really appreciate your telling your friends about the stressless camping podcast. And of course... Part of that is writing a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to this right now. That's right. We would really, really appreciate your review. They help in ways that you can't even understand. Yeah, like I don't some... even understand and I'm begging for them. So. <laughs> it's, it's an algorithm. <laughs> so if you could take the time to write us a review, that would be immensely helpful for us. We would yeah, really especially if it's it. a good one. <laughs> Particularly if it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. The... I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to write, but. <laughs> if you email us. If you want would... me to, I'm happy <laughs> to help. send it back to you on the back of a $5 bill. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah not really but no, okay but seriously if you could please write us surely you just <laughs> that would be so nice <laughs> <laughs> oh dear we are in all the social places but of course you could start at stresslesscamping.com which is a great jumping off spot to find us on those social places you can even listen to the podcast there if you want or you can subscribe for free on any podcast app on stresslesscamping.com is also where you'll find our show notes which has got all the links to all these nifty places so thank you again for joining us we're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire we hope that you have a terrific week and next week we have a really fun guest we can't wait to introduce you to her until then happy happy camping. camping We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!